to be content with being alone. So this is a little continuation from my last episode or one of my last episodes um, on the difference between being lonely versus being alone. And my friend had listened to the episode and she was like, you didn't add any suggestions about how to feel content with being alone. And I was like, oh, I didn't think about it. You know, in that episode, I more so wanted to teach people the difference and that there is a difference between being alone and being lonely. But she was right. I did notice I didn't add any suggestions or what I've learned from my experiences, you know, being content with being alone, being single, living alone, you know, going through life changes by yourself. So that is what this episode's about. It may be a little shorter than my other episodes because this is like a continuation from that episode. So being content with being alone. So it's whether whether or not you're single in your relationship or maybe you're in a, a long distance relationship and you know, you're know you not physically with somebody or maybe you're in a period in your life right now where you don't have many friends or maybe any friends or maybe you're starting a life in a new city, a new state, a new country, a new school, a new job and you don't know anybody and you have to you know make re new relationships for yourself you know life is all about you know different opportunities and different moments where you're not always going to be surrounded by people you're comfortable with or people you even know at all and you're going to have to start new and you know you can't have somebody by your side at all times and you're going to have to go through some things alone and i will say in terms of relationships like romantic relationships is where i'll start first because i feel like that may be the hardest one honestly is like learning to be content on your own and being alone by being single because a lot of people don't want to be single not everybody but a lot of people don't a lot of people are afraid of being alone or they don't want to be alone or they just like constant attention from somebody or having someone to talk to all day every day or someone to always call or someone you know to confide in and that's completely normal i think all of us as humans we crave that interaction but there comes a time where obviously not every relationship works out and you have to you know get used to not being able to talk to the one person you talk to every day for maybe months straight years straight decades straight you know, when you break up or when you get divorced or whatever the case. And that can be a very, very hard adjustment because obviously you're used to talking to that person all day. That's your person. That's someone you want to confide in. That's someone you want to be with. And now you're on your own. And I remember after one of my breakups, I, you know, came to a point where you know, we were together for a while and then, you know, I was so used to talking to this person about everything I was going through. I was so used to seeing this person every single day. Like we would hang out every single day. And I was just so used to having that person in my company that, you know, when we did break up, I thought to myself, like, what now? What do I do with myself? And I was so lost and I never, ever, ever recommend getting yourself so deep into a relationship where you don't even know where to go without the other person. You don't know what to do with yourself with your life. And you should never feel lost. You can mourn a relationship. You can be sad without a person. You can be devastated, but you should never feel lost. You know, and what I realized was I gave my all into the relationship, which is fine. You should give your all into, you know, your relationship if you really do love somebody and you see a future with them. But you should leave some, you know, time and energy and effort for yourself and care you should be taking care of yourself as well as the other person and 
I feel like I took care of the other person in my life so much that I forgot to take care of myself. And then when it came time to take care of myself and, you know, only having time and energy to focus on me because he was no longer in my life, I was like, what do I do now? And this is what I learned from a really, really hard period in my life where I had to, for once, take care of just myself. And it sounds easy, it sounds great, you know, like, oh, you finally got the time to take care of yourself, do whatever you want, you know, you were single, whatever. Yes, but from someone, you know, from going to like taking care of somebody and talking to somebody every day and having a routine with this other person to having no routine, you know, and having to create a routine just built on your life and your needs rather than like somebody else's as well, it was very complicated for me. And I came to a point where it was the first time in my life I think I learned what self-care was. I feel like there's a misconception that self-care is like, you know, a hot shower and face masks. And it is. It That's part of it. But self-care is mostly like taking care of like your needs and like taking care of yourself. But not just in not just surface level, not just face masks and doing your hair nice. It's more than that. It's more so taking care of yourself and aspects of your life that you need care in. Like for example, your mental health, you know, a lot of people, you know, say meditating helps. Meditating definitely helps. I meditate every morning for five minutes and I'm not really one of those people that can just sit still and just like close my eyes and be like, okay, breathe. Like it hasn't really worked for me, but what I have done is listen to like guided meditations like for five minutes while I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, getting ready. And it'll just, you know, guide me through just like centering my focus. And that's like a big thing for me is like, you know, being in the present, focusing on the now, like that's a big thing for me. So it's something I struggle with. So listening to meditations like that, that guide me through my thoughts and my feelings and focus my attention on the present really helped me. And, you know, self-care is about improving your life. And it's not just about improving the way you look or it's really about improving the way you feel about yourself and which improves your overall mindset, your life, your health, your mental health, your physical health. And self-care is a lot. It's very deep. It's not, you know, something as simple. And I feel like what true self-care was for me was forming healthy habits and like really hard habits that I was not used to and focusing all of my energy onto myself instead of somebody else. And I was never used to that. So a part of that was taking myself out to dinner. And I've talked about it in other episodes, I believe, but for the first time, you know, in a long time, I was single and, you know, there was movies I wanted to go see. There was restaurants I wanted to go to. And I would always just go with my partner but I didn't have him anymore to do those things. And I also talked about this where my therapist did tell me like, if you can't expect anybody, if you can't take yourself out, how can you expect anybody else to take you out? And it really did, you know, shift my perspective. And from that point on, you know, I set little goals for myself. In addition to like the meditations I was doing and the journaling I was doing for like my, you know, my overthinking, cause I've always struggled with overthinking for like my overthinking and taking care of my self care. And, you know, doing stuff like that to, like, focus on, like, the mental part of it. I was also pushing myself to grow. And I think that's, like, a big part of self-care is, like, pushing yourself to grow 
and progressing in your life, whether it is doing face masks or taking a hot bath. But I think it also can be journaling, meditating, doing affirmations. It could be going on a walk every day. You know, it's it could be so many things like self care is like a form of so many different things. And it's even it could be saying no to people like if people if you feel drained or if you're tired, let's say, and you know, your friend, oh, can you, your friend's like, oh, can you give me a ride? Or maybe your friend's calling you, but in that moment, like you're really having a hard time or you just don't feel like talking to anybody. Part of your self-care can be like, you know, I can't talk right now. Like I'm really having a hard time or I'm busy right now, but can I call you at this time? Or can I text you back at this time? Or can we talk about it at this time? And self-care can also be setting boundaries with people. And, you know, if you maybe don't like the way somebody's treating you or talking to you, a part of your self-care can be, saying to that person hey i don't like the way you're treating me you know this is how i would like to be treated and this is how i expect to be treated or even maybe part of your self-care can be removing people from your life that are not good for you they're not treating you with the respect you deserve you know self-care comes in many different forms and my self-care was you know i was focusing on progressing in my life and growing as a person because i didn't i never wanted to feel the way i did like that that no, <laughs> I never wanted to feel that way again. I never wanted to feel like I would be lost without somebody because that's not healthy. And I never wanted to lose myself in a relationship again because when you lose yourself in a relationship, when the relationship ends, if it ends, you don't know where to go. And that's like the most helpless, confusing and scary feeling. And you should never have that dependence on somebody else to guide you. You should guide yourself through your life and what you have to do. You should never you know, rely on somebody else to you know guide you through your life or create you know you create a routine with them but you should never feel like your routine or your day-to-day -day depends on them you should depend on yourself and only your, only yourself because at the end of the day you are all you have and a part of my self-care a big part of it was no longer feeling lost and how was i doing that yes through journaling through meditating through affirmations manifesting sure but it was also through doing things for myself that I no longer had my partner to do with. I would take myself on dates. You know, I started small because it was really, really, really difficult for me. But I started off at like going to like a lunch by myself, like a casual lunch, like Panera, like, you know, like more so like a, a more laid back setting. Then I went to a movie by myself and it was easier for me to do that because, you know, you go into the movie, it's dark. People don't sit by each other unless it's like a packed movie, but usually people are spaced out and everyone's watching the movie. So nobody's talking. And then eventually I took myself to a sit down restaurant, which is probably the hardest out of the goals I had, but I felt so accomplished after. And after like each time, like even when I went to Panera at first, that was like the first step. I felt so accomplished after like obviously I walked in at first very nervous like looking over my shoulder like oh are people judging me like do they think like you know are they wondering why I'm here by myself and I was like realizing that like why do why would they care why would they think about me and what I'm doing like they're focusing on their lunch and what they're doing why are they why would they sit and think about what I'm doing and I, I just noticed that I was being paranoid and then same thing with the movie. I went into the movie, I got myself snacks, and I was like a little embarrassed to walk into the movie by myself, but I did it. And afterwards I felt so accomplished and proud of myself. And I was almost like emotional because I was like, wow, like the person I was a few months ago, let alone a year ago, let alone five years ago, I would have never taken myself out by myself. I've always had like anxiety. And I feel like in that moment, it really signified like, 
wow, like I am growing. Like I am really putting in the work and I'm following through with what I said. I didn't, if I would have just started off with, you know, going straight into a sit down dinner by myself, I would have never done it. So that's why I recommend like, I don't know if that's something you maybe struggle with, but if you struggle with doing things on your own or, you know, whatever it may be, maybe you struggle with making time for yourself to go to the gym or making time for yourself to, you know, focus on your schooling or whatever the case may be, or maybe just focus on yourself and just take a nap or relax and take a break or meditate or, you know, take care of your skincare or get your hair done, get your nails done, you know, maybe it is just getting a massage, like whatever you struggle with, whatever is difficult for you, you know, do it in baby steps, do it in steps. Don't go into it, you know, with the ultimate goal, like with the, you know, the last step. You should start at a first step, then a second step, and it should lead up to that last step, that last goal, and you will feel so accomplished. And you will feel so accomplished along the way, you know? So whatever it is that you struggle with doing on your own, you know, that you miss, that you had in a relationship, do it for yourself because eventually one day somebody will do it for you. But you, once again, you can't expect anybody to do something for you or with you if you won't even do it with and for yourself. And that really goes for any other relationship. It doesn't have to be romantic because, you know, if you're not, you know, if you have friends, let's say, you had a lot of friends and then maybe something happened, you know, people stop being friends with you or you move to a new school, you move to a new job, you move to a new town, whatever, and you have to start over. You have to put yourself out there. And maybe that's the scary thing is putting yourself out there, introducing yourself to friends, introducing yourself to maybe someone you've liked for a very long time and you haven't told them, you know, whatever the case may be, start small and then build your way up. Maybe you can start by, you know, going to social settings, maybe joining some clubs at your school, joining some sports or, just going to, you know, seminars maybe they host at your school or going to mixers. I don't know if people really go to those anymore. Or if you're, you know, nervous about getting back into the dating pool, maybe start online if that's what's easier for you. Even if you don't actually meet up with anybody, even if it's just to put yourself out there online and maybe just like chat with a few people and see how it goes, that could be a start. And then if you want to meet somebody organically in person, then you can do that too. But at least you're putting your foot out there and it won't be as scary as, you know, when you actually go all in to your like ultimate goal. And in the case of friendships, again, like if you really are afraid to put yourself out there because you don't know anybody, you don't have any friends where you're, where you are, you're at a new school, a new job, a new setting, you know, you know, work up to it. You don't have to have friends right away. You don't have to have 20 friends because honestly, what I've learned is when I had like 20 or more friends, I was a lot less happier than I am now with my few, like five friends. And that's because I noticed that when I surrounded myself with more people, chances are they were ingenuine. Just because there was a lot of people around me didn't mean they were genuine. But when I started to dial back and like cut, you know, cut ties with some people who were toxic for me, I started to realize that I felt more fulfilled in my friendships because I had less people around because the people that I did keep around, they deserved to be in my life and they weren't toxic for me. They actually wanted to see me grow and I wanted to see them grow. And our friendship was a great one because of that. And I still have great friendships like that now because I value people who in my life want to see me do good and that I want to see them do good. And if 
you know, if I didn't feel like that was the case or that's not how I was being treated like or I had toxic friends or manipulative friends, I would just cut them loose because just because I had so many friends doesn't mean they were benefiting me. And there have been times in my life where I've had to, actually there's been many times in my life, I've moved states back and forth twice. So I've started at like, I think like four new schools. And also, you know, I didn't have any family where I was. So it really was just like my parents and my siblings. I had to start, you know, completely over in a new state on the other side of the country, you know. And it was really difficult. And there came moments in my life where um, I had to eat by myself or, you know, I had to stick it out on the weekends because I wasn't, you know, I'd stay at home because I wasn't getting invited places. And, you know, partly some of that was because I would rather be in my own company than to be surrounded by people who would talk bad about me or treat me badly or would try to, you know, bring negativity into my life. And another part of it was, it was just a matter of being the new kid at school. And, you know, you didn't really know everybody as well as everybody knew each other. So you didn't get invited to things. And sometimes I had to be okay with just sitting home because I didn't know anybody. And I had to be okay with sitting home for that period of time. I knew it wasn't going to be like that forever. But I also knew that you can't just sit at home and expect people to come to you. Like, it's not going to work like that. Like, yes, situations do come into your life, but if you're doing nothing about it and if you're not putting the energy and the effort out there or manifesting that you will have good relationships in your life, chances are they're not going to come to you just poof like that, you know? So what I had to do was in friendships, I had to put myself out there. I had to, you know, go to social situations that I was a little nervous about. Like if I knew a party was going on or if I knew a club meeting was going on or if a sport meeting was going on or whatever the case was, or if I knew a lot of people hung out at this place or, you know, stuff like that. If I knew a bunch of, you know, peers were going to be there, I would put myself in those social situations. And I, it was very nerve wracking, but I wasn't gonna meet people sitting in my bed at home. And I had to push myself to do that so eventually I would make friends and I would make relationships because not everything's just going to come to you. And it shouldn't have to. You know what I'm saying? Like you should be able to put in the effort. It's not easy, but how are you ever going to grow as a person if you don't push yourself to do things you're comfortable with? And I actually had this class and my professor, he said something along the lines of like, if you're waiting to be comfortable to do something new, you're going to be waiting the rest of your life because you should never feel comfortable doing something new. And that really resonated with me because I was like, wow, like, you know, fear has really held me back in a lot of situations from doing things or it's kept me at home when I should have been meeting people and going out. And I wish I had more experiences in my college years or my high school years. And I really realized that, like, if I hadn't been waiting to be comfortable, I hadn't been waiting for people or situations to come to me how circumstances could have been different. And I don't regret anything, but it's just a different perspective to think about. And even, you know, when I was used to sitting at home for a while because I didn't have any friends in my new town, you know, I did have to surround myself with family and, you know, I had to do what I could for myself. And 
in times like that, I had to make myself busy and I had to do things for myself in addition to trying to put myself out there. And I was putting myself out there, but it's not going to pay off right away. You're going to have to keep trying and trying. And that sounds, you know, exhausting and like a lot of work, but it really, it should be worth it to you. If that's like what, you know, if you know that having more relationships or new relationships, whether it be friendships or romantic relationships, if you know that's what will help you in your life or that you know that's what you want in your life or that's what you need in your life, then that's completely fair and you should, you know, you should want to put in that effort to make that happen. And if it's not going to happen right away, you're you know, you're not going to have, you know, the best of friends right away when you are in a new town or a new school or a new um workplace. But if you keep trying at it and you keep trying at it and in the meantime you you know you focus on yourself and you you know and you're sure that it will happen like you will get the friends you want you will get the relationship you want that's a big part of this and that's i would say that's my second suggestion besides like taking care of yourself and the self-care this is a part of it actually technically but it's just like knowing that you will get everything you want know and be sure which is part of manifesting is like you know you will have something you say out loud i will have the relationship i want i will have the best friend that i want i will have the job that i want if you truly believe that it will come to you but just because you believe it doesn't mean it's going to happen without any effort you can't sit on your couch and be like i'm going to be rich one day and just sit on the couch for your rest, for the rest of your life. It's not going to work like that. When you manifest something, you speak it into the existence, but you also put in the effort to make sure that it happens. If you believe something will happen, it'll happen, but it'll only happen if you actually try to make it happen. If you're not trying to make it happen or if you're not doing anything to help yourself, chances are it's not going to happen. So definitely manifesting is a big part of that too and being and being content is just knowing and being sure, you know, see, you don't have to see something to believe in it. Like with faith, like with religion, you know, you don't have to see God or see that there's a higher power to know that it exists. If you believe in a higher power, you don't have to see it to know, to know in your heart that it exists because you have faith. If you have faith that relationships, the relationships in your life that you want, will come to you, whether it's friendships or romantic relationships or even your dream job, whatever. If you believe and have faith that it'll come to you, you don't have to see the results right away. It'll come when the time is right, but you have to work towards, you know, the goal being achieved. You have to work towards it. You have to put in that effort. And it may be in the current moment that you're exhausted. You don't feel like putting yourself out there with people. You don't feel like going to social situations where other people are going to be at because you want people to be, want to be friends with you. You want people to address you. Why do you always have to be the one to put in the effort? And I feel like as I do understand that, I don't think it's a helpful way of thinking because I feel like when you're action oriented, you feel more motivated to do things. When you have a plan or when you know how you're going to do something or when you set your mind to something, you know, you're more likely to do it. You're more motivated to do it. And when it happens, you feel way more like fulfilled and you feel that sense of achievement that you did something that you said you were going to do. So I guess to round all my suggestions up, I'm trying to get a little organization here, but I would say first is self care, you know, take care of yourself and make sure that, you know, the self care you're doing 
it's to fulfill your mental, emotional, and physical needs. It's not just about skincare or hair care or taking a nap. It's really, it's really about being a well-rounded person, whether it's, you know, in, in regard to physical health, it's like bettering your diet, you know, maybe cutting back on salt, whatever. And then, you know, in emotional health, maybe it's, you know, letting yourself grieve the loss of a relationship you had. And maybe in the sense of mental health, it's about, you know, focusing in the present moment and, you know, not letting your anxiety get the best of you. And how you do those things, you know, you're going to have, it's about action. It's about doing. It's not about saying you're going to do something or wanting to do something. It's about actually doing it. So the second part to that is, you know, take action, do whatever you feel that you're lacking in your life or that you want to progress in or improve. You don't have to be completely lacking in it, but something that you want to improve in your life. You know, what's helped for me is to write down every category in my life that I want to improve. So I would write down a mental health category, a physical health category, a relationships category. And I would write like, those are just examples. There's plenty more, you know, jobs, you know, career, um, education, friendships, family relationships, whatever, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. You can write, you know, each category that you want to improve in your life and how you're going to improve it. You don't have to start with the, with the last step in the staircase. You can start with the first step, a small step and work your way up to it. It's going to be much easier to go into. Like I said, you know, if it's taking yourself out to a casual lunch and then eventually taking yourself to a sit down restaurant, it's stuff like that. You have to start small, then work your way up. And I would say that's how you can be content with yourself is that you don't need anybody to do anything for you anymore. You will have the plan of action of, you know, how to improve your life and you will be the one to improve your life and you will feel so accomplished doing that. And when you, you know, when you put all this energy and focus into yourself and your self care and how to improve your life for yourself only and for like literally just for you, you're doing this all for you, you won't feel the need to need anybody else because it's like, what do I need anybody else for? I can improve my life. I can get the job I want. I can get the friendships I want. I can get the relationship I want. I have this great relationship with myself. What can't I do with myself that I can't do with anybody else? You know, what do I need a boyfriend for or a girlfriend for or a partner for if I can do this for myself. I can, you know, I want to go to the movies. Well, I can take myself to the movies. I don't need a man to take me to the movies. I want to take myself, you know, I want to go to this restaurant. I can take myself to this restaurant. If you start to believe in that and that you can do those things for yourself, then you won't need anybody else to do it for you. And if you believe that good things will come to you, if you put in the effort to make them happen, even if they're not happening right now, you will feel content in the moment you are at with yourself and in your life. You won't feel the need to be worried about, you know, oh, I'm so lonely or I'm not going to have anybody the rest of my life. You won't think that way because you will be so focused on what you're doing for yourself now that you're not even going to be thinking about how somebody else could be doing these things for you or how somebody else should be doing these things for you or how you shouldn't be doing all this effort or putting all this effort into growing and, you know, doing all this for your life. You will be so content with yourself and you will be able to do all of these things for yourself and you will be so happy that you're not going to 
feel the need to have another person to do these things for you or with you. And I would say those are my suggestions. I think that if you really take all the energy you focus on somebody else or in a certain situation that, you know, is no longer, you know, in your life anymore, if you take all that energy you focused on whatever it was that was and you put it completely into you and you really, you know, address things that you need to address in your life by, you know, engaging in self-care and then you take that self-care and you create a plan of action and you realize what you want to improve and how you're going to improve it, you're going to feel so accomplished within yourself and you're not going to need anybody else. And then one day when whatever it is that you feel that you've been wanting in your life, whether it's a relationship or whatever, it'll come at the right time. And at that time, you know, you're going to feel so content and fulfilled with yourself that it's going to, you know, pop up out of the blue. And that's what everyone says, like the best relationships and usually most relationships, they just come up out of the blue, you know, when you're not, when you're least expecting them. And that's because you're going to be in such a place of fulfillment that when the relationship does come, it's not going to feel like such a need anymore, but more so in addition to your happiness, a want, not a need. And it should never be a need. You should only need yourself because at the end of the day, we, you know, we're born by ourselves. We die by ourselves. We only have ourselves and we can really only rely on ourselves. So remember that. And I hope these suggestions helped and this is very, you know, this is something I'm very passionate about. So I really hope that this does help. And I hope that you can, you know, learn how to be content on your own if you are struggling with it, because I think that is something very powerful. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next time.